and welcome back to Ship of Fools, a nautical D&D actual play podcast. My name is Hannah McLean, and I am your dungeon master here on this nautical adventure. Joining me today, I have Andy Latai. Finn Fisher. Nolani Stevenson. Reagan Starkweather. And Taylor Wallace. Malachi Kassir. And we are back on the open seas, or rather still under the open seas, um, here with our, our 65th episode um so let's do a little bit of a recap and then we can dive right in so last session uh you had just defeated quote unquote defeated slash you know helped the lurker in the deep um finn got to have a long awaited conversation with his father um a long awaited tour of the aberrant seas from the perspective of the eldritch god who's made it his domain. Um, got to get some answers and some good, you know, father-son bonding time. Played a little catch, you know how it is. Um, meanwhile, uh, Adriana and the rest of the Cult of the Lurker smooth things over with the city of Neftis, um, sort of made sure that they were aware that the the followers of the Lurker in the Deep did not intend to almost destroy the city, and neither did the Lurker in the Deep himself. It was an unfortunate misunderstanding. Um, it was the High Priestess's fault, and she's dead, so nobody <laughs> worry. Blame it on the dead, bitch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Perfect. All loose ends are wrapped up. Um, you guys then got a chance to kind of hang out in Neftis and finish your business there. The rest of the cult of the Lurker uh, departed back for the Lurker's dwelling place. You had kind of a day to bandage up your wounds and sort of take a breath um, with no immediate urgent threats. Uh, Reagan and Malachi did some investigating, um, trying to figure out a little bit more about why Ben was in the city and what the adventurer, what business the adventurer possibly had with Neftis. Um, And our massages. Yeah, then you got a massage. (laughs) Let's not forget that. They're feeling very relaxed this morning. You guys wake up feeling awesome. Meanwhile, uh, Finn and Mela went to a puppet show um, and had a lovely day day in the city together before going to this puppet show. Um, they then walked back to the Temple of the Lurker, um, where Mela tried to finish out the evening with a kiss. Um, Finn was taken extremely aback. There's been some miscommunications, some mixed signals, although really this, some mixed receiving of signals. Um... Mela, somewhat embarrassed, uh, basically fled the scene. Um, Finn, finally realizing what was going on, sent some fish to apologize, if I recall correctly. Um, yeah, I sent them to go make a smiley face in yeah, front of her. exactly. <laughs> the universal symbol. <laughs> um, and then the party had a discussion about relationships, I think. Um, a discussion of some kind. Um, that night, uh, you received a message from Nell basically being like, hey, call me, um, which Finn did so using the dream spell and received the information that, uh, Shiloh has managed to make contact with her relatives in Erebrare, um, and essentially that the adventurer has not shown up in Erebrare, um, meaning that if you guys can get up there and talk to the king, um, you might be able to establish a, an important relationship there and sort of get to Erebrare is is where this battle is taking place and where Lithios's main focus is so that sort of seems to be the place to be at the moment um so uh we're gonna pick up with Finn having just had this dream conversation waking up uh you you all wake up in the temple of the lurker 
in your vertical vertical waterbeds. Inside the dream, we see Finn talking to Nell and going, yeah, and so then I sent some fish to go over to find wherever she <laughs> oh lived if God, they saw her Finn. and make a big smiley face. And I mean, so what do you think I should... Oh, and Finn wakes up and is like, oh, I guess that was eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I'll, I'll get their answer tomorrow. Yeah, so you, you all wake up uh, in the Temple of the Lurker. It's still dark. There's still an ominous hum permeating everything. There is, however, the smell of breakfast. <sighs> are we going to address how smell works underwater, or are we just going to go I with was it? just hoping you were going to just let that slide. <laughs> <sighs> wow, what a place to wake up. I'm going to miss it, you know? No. Yeah, I mean, the, the ominous hum has kind of grown on me. Right? It's soothing. Mm-hmm. It's like a white noise machine. Uh, Malachi's packed all of his things. <laughs> uh, oh, speaking of, that reminds me. So uh, I dreamed with Nell last night. Uh-huh. Uh, had a great time. Talked about all sorts of stuff. They send their regards. Um, they also think that we should get up to Erebrer stat because apparently the adventure is not there yet. So, you know, the way's open for us to get there first and establish mm. that we're the good guys. Uh, but they think it would be good if we went and picked them up first. And on account of I have a spectacularly powerful magic trident, we can do that now. Oh, yeah, that does make things easier. All right. But I can only do it once a day. Uh, so it would mean a slight delay in our travel. Are we closer to Nell now or is Nell closer to Erebrer? You are all extremely far. It's like Erebrer is up at the top of the Northern Sea. Nell is in the Lightless Sea, which is down at the bottom. And you guys are like clear out in the east. So That's it's like a triangle. <laughs> yeah. So so we can't save time doing one than the other. All right. Yeah. It's not going to be faster than teleport. Like it won't be faster than two days. I think we should teleport to Nell because they tend to have good information. Yeah, and I'd rather I'd rather things. be sailing sure. with people who actually have the info on what it is we're going to do. Well, we actually don't have to sail at all. Oh, yeah. Because I can teleport on account of my spectacularly powerful magic trident. Damn, we really stole that boat for nothing. Hey, I mean... I mean, we had some good times, right? We've come this far. I tap on Matt Black in my pocket and I whisper, we'll get you back on the water again soon, buddy. (laughs) The bidet flushes the tiny... uh... (laughs) Wow! It's like mosquito pitch. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. So you guys uh, head out into the main area of the temple. You pack up your stuff in so much as you might have unpacked it. Um, Ta is there with a bunch of little seaweed wraps. Wow. That are (laughs) breakfast. They're like seaweed wraps with, I don't know, the underwater equivalent of eggs in them. Sea bacon, sea egg, and sea cheese. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Mm, Delectable. Yeah, you guys have really cultivated a, a good breed of sea chicken down here. Thank you. We're quite proud of it. We could just eat roe. Hmm, oh yeah. What's roe? Fish eggs. No! Okay. <laughs> you know the chicken of the sea is tuna, right? Oh no. Hmm, I wonder, actually, hold on. How do I feel about eating unfertilized <laughs> eggs? I don't know. We'll get back to it. The question of is Finn a sea vegetarian or a sea vegan that hasn't been answered yet. Because <laughs> nobody asked. <laughs> Great, okay. Yeah, will you drink like sea milk? It's called water. Like walrus milk. Ew. Reagan actually just brought that from home. <laughs> oh, the whole thing? Yeah, the whole walrus. There's been a walrus here this entire time. I can't believe you haven't noticed. <laughs> Wasn't relevant to the plot. Did you think that was me that snored like that? No comment. Cool. 
So you guys, you get your seaweed wraps. Ta is like, so are you departing so soon? Yeah, uh, sorry, but uh, you know, as the son of the lurker, I have many important mm, duties in oh, maintaining the balance course. between ocean and land. And we would never want to. And duty calls. We would never keep you from the the important business of the lurker out in the rest of the oceans. Duty business. Right, right. Um, I'll be back, though. Don't worry. This place owns. I'll definitely come back to visit once, you know, we've sorted out the fate of the world. Good. Good. He nods, and he sort of, like, steeples his fingers together in a vaguely sinister mm-hmm. manner, but that seems to just be, you know... The way he is. The way he is. Do you want me to, I don't know, bless anything, or, like, mm. like, like rub myself on anything before we leave? Mm. Make some relics? I told you both to go before we leave. <laughs> he sort of reaches reaches toward your head, Finn, and is like, if you wouldn't mind. I look to Malachi <laughs> with my eyebrows raised. He's like, he's going to put his hand on the top of Finn's head, is what it looks like. Oh, I thought he was about to pluck some of my hair. Yeah, that is, like, he's reaching for your hair. <laughs> Why are you looking to Malachi about that? It's like, I don't know, is this, like, something bad or is this fine? I never think this is cool but you seem to like him so we don't really know about dna in this world so i don't know if this matters he grabs a few strands of your hair and takes out like a ritual dagger and like snips them off Ooh. ah and yeah sure takes them and holds them and is like hmm don't make any dolls with that oh yeah i already have one it would be redundant that's all right i can find something else to do with them <laughs> he sets them down very gently on a surface and then they start floating up because we're underwater yeah, yeah. <laughs> They just sort of float there in the middle of the... Finn's got the densest hair known to man. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, there you go. No extra charge. Thank you. We are blessed. Indeed. We are all blessed by the unyielding, baleful gaze of the lurker. Mm. The thrumming noise gets a little louder. Mm. I'm an unyielding, baleful gay. (laughs) Reagan, I've seen you yield before. Oh. Okay, don't put me on Finn, you were supposed to have your eyes covered. Don't put me on blast. Uh Ta, I did I did want to talk to you about one thing. Mm-hmm. Before we head out. And I pull him aside a little bit. Mm. Listen, there's one more thing, uh, one more sort of arcane mystery of Lurkerdom that's been bugging me. And honestly, I just sort of forgot to ask when I was talking to the big guy uh, mm. because I was a little overwhelmed, you know, with the whole uh, thing. I mean, understandable. Have you, ever, have you ever looked him in the eye? It's pretty crazy. I, I was probably, bleeding out of my ears all night. Exactly. I think probably my brain would just scramble instantly if I ever did, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but listen, I just can't figure out. I've, I mean, I've read, like, books about mm. the Lurker and talked to some ocean creatures and i was at one point in a dragon oracle cave and i saw some uh, oracular cave art and met a couple gods and it seems like i can't get a i can't tell how old the lurker is Mm. you know like what's going on there I, i always assumed he was like ageless as old as the seas but i don't know that might not be the case i don't and i mean the way he perceives time seems like he might not be able to give me a great answer even if i did ask him Hmm. Well, as as far as I understand it, and I don't know, I I haven't been to the surface uh, ever, so I don't I don't know what they're saying up there. You're not missing much. I didn't think I was, uh, but there's a difference between um, how long a being has existed for and when 
people started to notice. I mean, there's always been, as far as I know, as long as there have been sentient beings, there's been knowledge that there was something great and terrible in the seas, and those of us who live down here have known this for longer than those who lived on the surface, but, I mean, does it really matter when humans started to give it a name? Hmm. I guess not. Humans don't really count for that much in the grand scheme of things. Exactly. The question of how long the being that is now called the Lurker in the Deep has existed and how long he's been a god by human standards are different questions. Hmm. Interesting. As far as I'm concerned, he's older than time itself. Okay. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll just make that my opinion. Yeah. That simplifies things. I agree. Much easier to say that than to try to find a number of years. Although if we did right. know the specific time, we could start counting the calendar from then, which would be convenient in terms of... True, and we could figure out when to celebrate his birthday. Exactly. Hmm. I'll devote some meditation to this. Oh, good. You're, you'd be able to figure it out if anyone could. If you pick a birthday, we'll all go with it. Oh, God, really? Oh, wow. Oh, that's so much responsibility. <laughs> yeah, pick a good one. Uh, hey, guys, when when's, like, a time of year that's missing a holiday? Like, you could use an occasion to liven up a boring month? Uh... August. Do we have months? August? Is that some strange month I've never heard of? <laughs> Are you gonna make up a month? We don't have a calendar. <laughs> that's what we call it. It's Sorry, I forgot that you, uh, in Everbray, we use a different calendar. Oh, interesting. Well, I'll figure it out. I say the month when it starts to get too dark. Hmm. That's true, that would be appropriate for his shadowy majesty. Mm. All right, nice. I'll give it some thought. I'll uh, let you know when I get back. Yes, make, you could make a proclamation about it. Wow, my first proclamation. Always such a big milestone. Now we can perform ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> okay, do you guys have anything else that you want to do in Neftis? Oh, actually, Ta, I did also want to ask. Uh, Mela hasn't uh, been in yet today, has she? Mm, no, it's still pretty early. She doesn't. She called out sick. Often come in until later. Ah, uh, okay, great. Um, when she does, I guess tell her I said. Ah, oh, ah, uh, whoops, sorry. <laughs> hmm. Ah, oh, whoops, sorry. Okay, I've got it. Or you know, I'll I'll write a note. I'll write a note. Okay. <laughs> uh, and I write a note with some special underwater pen and paper. Cool. Uh, fold it up and give it to Ta. Just just give this to her when she gets in. Yes. Or actually, guys, I don't know. How much of a rush are we in? Um, medium, medium well rush. Uh, yeah, no, we gotta go. We gotta, we, we, re we have to leave immediately. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, tell her sorry about that too, but, you know, well, uh, fate of the world kind of thing. Finally an excuse to use the little mailbox slots we have in our, our office. <laughs> wow. Wow, glad I could help. Thank you, appreciate it. Truly, this is a blessed day. Usually messages just get delivered, handed to us by a crab, and there's no reason to put them in the mailbox, so this is... Mm. Your crabs have hands? They've... yes. <laughs> okay. Oh my god, Nerd Crab, you're growing thumbs! He skitters, um, and gives you a thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, you hand the note to Ta, you take your seaweed wraps, and you leave? Yeah. I guess so. I, I mean, Finn, how does this work? Oh, right. Yeah, I guess we don't actually have to go anywhere. I just do it. Um, 
I guess we should probably go outside at least, because it is sort of a big radius. I don't want to accidentally suck Ta in. Thank you. Well, well what if we just stood by the, the caterer? The what? I don't know. Whoever made the seaweed wraps. Those are pretty good. Oh, I made those myself. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> never mind. We can go outside. All right. Okay. Um, you guys step outside of the temple out into this, this sort of temple square where various worshippers and priests are moving back and forth between the various temples. Uh, Finn, you lift up your trident and the water around you begins to swirl. Um, you see people kind of like looking over in, you know, looking somewhat impressed. Um, Nobody get within 15 feet of me, okay? <laughs> it looks very scary. They're keeping their distance. Um, but the Temple of the Lurkers had a lot of activity over the past few days. Um, as you, uh, the water whirls around you guys um and you appear um andy do you want to appear like as close to the beach as you can get by solomon cove or anywhere else for any reason i think i'm picturing basically right in the middle of the cove like cool. in the center of the cove i want to say a brief hello to the fish who lives there <laughs> great oh that guy <laughs> yeah you uh Feel yourselves get pulled right into the center of this whirlpool. And a second later, you are taking big gasps of air um, as you are at the surface of the water. Finally. At the center of Solomon Cove, you can see the mists of the lightless sea above you. Um, the so, so surprisingly, like, more light than what you just came from, you know, meters under the ocean. Um, but there's still this soft gray fog over and around you. Wait, we were only meters <laughs> under the ocean? <laughs> She didn't say how many. I was going to say miles, and then I ended up in the metric system somehow, except I'd already said, mm. Um, so <laughs> My God, here we are in Neftis, several feet beneath the surface <laughs> of the waves. It's lots of meters, okay? I could have said inches, and it would still be accurate. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> you appear... In the the cool water, um, you Finn immediately hear like a chorus of fish go, "Whoa! It's Finn, guys! It's Finn! It's Finn!" That's right, it's Finn. Lots of ch- chattering back and forth. Um, you can see the still decaying, uh, like zombies that you guys fought underneath the water here, but no longer animated. Just these Ugh. these skeletons that are slowly being picked clean by the Ugh. fish that are around here. Still some good eating on that arm there, guys. Yeah. <laughs> they they look up at you from where they're all nibbling on flesh. Mouths <laughs> dripping with rotten flesh. <laughs> now this is a cycle I can get behind. Um, and over on the beach, you can see um, lights from torches and a bunch of little, like, pretty uh, makeshift, but a bunch of little huts that have been constructed here over the past 10 days or whatever it's been that you guys have been gone, Um, as well as Amelia's ship, the one ship that you had to come here that wasn't matte black, um, which is still parked uh, in the cove. Um, You can see that it's anchored and there's a like gangplank that leads down to the beach so that people can come and go. Um, and you can see signs of, of activity. People, it's still pretty early, um, but some people are up already. Um, and you can also see that there is uh, trees and vegetation kind of growing Aww. along the rocks. What was very sparse last time you were here um, is now like genuine vegetation. There's grass, trees with green leaves, somehow managing to flourish even in this place that doesn't really have any sun. 
and you can see that people are, you know, some people have weapons on the shore. You see, like, people grabbing uh, spears and crossbows as you just appear in the middle of the bay. Um, but pretty quickly, somebody recognizes you and, like, puts puts the spyglass down and is yelling to, yelling down the beach, It's Finn and Reagan and Malachi! It's fine! And the the weapons are lowered. You guys can swim to shore. You, you swim, swim to shore, swim to this black sand beach. Um, there's a, fu- a couple of fires going. Um, there's like... Finn swims up to the beach and then comes out of the surf, opening up out of a seashell. Like Botticelli's <laughs> Venus. Reagan doesn't even move his body. He just lets himself be eventually washed up like he's We dead. reenact our original wash upon the shore of Bluefin Trump. Not a fucking gin! <laughs> After a couple minutes of Reagan floating there, I summon another <laughs> shell to, like, nudge him onto the beach. Cool. Uh, you guys get to the beach and see this little community that's that's constructed here. Um, it hasn't been that long, so things are still pretty, um, are still sort of setting up a bit. But there's, like, uh, like I said, there's these little huts, um, as well as some kind of, like, tents and stuff that people had in their supplies. Um, you can see that some people are, like, making breakfast, it looks like, getting, um, getting ready for, for the day of subsisting here. Like, they've been in, everyone's spirits What are they making for breakfast, Hannah? Generally high. Um, they are making, uh, something with, like, seaweed and some, like, very, what's a fruit that grows pretty fast? Mm. Zucchini. It's not a fruit tree, but... <laughs> yeah, there could be, like, some zucchini, I guess. I don't know. It's magic. The point is, you gave such a convincing speech, um, before you left them that there's no fish. Um, at least whoever's making breakfast right now is not, uh, cooking fish. Finn nods approvingly. Finn sniffs the insides of everyone's microwaves. <laughs> <laughs> Scouring the beach for fish bones. <laughs> um, as you guys climb out of the water and as word is clearly spreading that you're here, um, you see Nell and Alden walking down the beach toward the three of you. Nell gives like a cheerful wave um, as they approach you guys and they're they're like, okay, First of all, before we get into anything else, Finn, did you get to talk to that girl again before you left? No, I left her a note, oh. but I didn't actually get to see her because I figured we had to rush right here. And oh. Alden like shakes his head and sort of like uh, rubs his temple and is like, see, you should have, you, you needed to talk to her and do like, make the fish make a heart or something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't want to come on too strong. And I was like, I don't know, a note... A note can be kind of sweet. Like, that can be that can be something. That's not the worst idea in the world. Finn, what'd you write? That's private. Oh, God. <laughs> That's a stupid thing to write. Um, hey, guys. Uh, glad you made it back. Glad you're not dead. Congrats on killing the high priestess. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, really, it was my dad who did it, but... Yeah, that's... Yeah, we've done some killing. Hey, hey, remember that blue lady with the mask? You were there for that. Killed her. Great. Remember the dreamer? Killed her. Uh-huh. Yeah, how much did Finn, how much did Finn fill you in on? I, I think I- I told Nell everything that we've been up to for the past two yeah. weeks. Ah, uh, Finn, you gotta leave some for us to surprise them with. <clears throat> I don't suppose you managed to, this is Alden. I don't suppose you managed to kill Retval and just were saving it as a surprise. No, we didn't see him again. Damn. 
I mean, good that you didn't see him, but it would have been nice. We did see. We did see Ben. Yeah, we heard. Yeah. Uh, alarming. Did he tell you that he turned him into a snail? Yes. Again? <laughs> Damn. Yeah, slippery bastard. I told them several times. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> heard that multiple times. Well, now you've heard it again. All right. Well, I've got, I've got nothing, so. Right. So, yeah. Thank you for you know, coming here very excited about the fact that you have teleportation magic now, that's going to solve a lot of problems, um, namely the problem where we're all stuck here. And hey, if you need any spaces as small as a square inch squeezed into, I'm your man. Oh. <laughs> you know, I don't, um, but useful to know that you have that skill, I guess. Um, and, but you were saying that you can't use this teleportation again until tomorrow. Right, once a day. Okay. Gotta get a long rest in. That's fine. Um, we will just, you know, take a day, chill, and then tomorrow we can go to Erebrer. We'll let everyone here know um, that they can either... Um, Amelia was probably going to take her ship and her crew and head back to Angel Isle, rather than... They're not so much for uh, fighting a war um and the target on them is not as she said something about filing the serial numbers off her ship and it'll be fine um so uh everybody here can either come with us to Erebrer. there's no like limit on how many people you can take right right as long as they can get within 15 feet of me great we'll have to pack them like sardines but and eh, there's not that many of us yeah so then we can leave tomorrow morning two great <sighs> okay um, there's breakfast, if you want it. So, uh, how have you been? <laughs> Honestly, we've been pretty good. Like, there hasn't been any... It, it was sort of tense for the first few days because we weren't really sure how secure this place actually was or if we were about to have a bunch of people hunting for us. But it has done a, a pretty damn good job of keeping us hidden. Um, so people have been able to, uh... Some people are a little restless and still a little scared, but, you know, we haven't had nearly as exciting of a week and a half as the rest of you. Nothing wrong with that. Well, thank God for that. <sighs> I met my God. I don't know if Finn told you that. Yeah, Finn told me that, but I, I, your axe is glowing. Yeah, that's, it's, it's like that now. Um, I'm supposed to, you know, protect the light and kindle the light and, you know. Cool. Speak up, Mal. But, uh, yep. It just glows now. Nothing else special. <laughs> Your axe vibrates, Malachi. That's okay, because only you can feel it. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, so you guys are at Sullivan Cove for the rest of today. Let me know if you have anything specific that you want to do. If there's anyone here that you want to uh, initiate a conversation with. I have some people who want to initiate conversations with you, but I am opening opening the floor to you first. Is Rosie here? Uh, yes. She, Shiloh was able to rebuild her, um, and she will, she comes, like, running up to, uh, trotting oh, in her, her mechanical dog way, looking different than she did before, because now she was sort of, like, built with, like, kind of whatever Shiloh could find lying mm. around, um, and so she's significantly more, like, patchy, um, and one of her ears, like, flops all the way over. Aww. Wow, her tail is just made out of a piece of driftwood. Yeah. <laughs> wow, there's a chainsaw blade sticking out of her perfect little face. Shiloh's like, 
Yeah, that that one was on purpose. I figured she could use a chainsaw face after everything. Seemed like she deserved <laughs> yeah. it. Hi, by the way. Good to have you guys back. Shiloh. Glad to see you're all right. I give Shiloh a big hug. Hey, Shiloh! I also gave Nell and Alden big hugs in case anybody yeah. was wondering. Sopping, juicy, seawatery hugs. Great. Mm. That's the best kind. Shiloh was like, oh, I, I have so much metal on me all the time. You're going to rust it. But she does not. Thank you. What have I been saying? Oh, don't worry. We have an oil can with us. <laughs> she does not pull away from the hug while she says that. Oh, thank you for this, by the way. I definitely would be dead if I couldn't breathe underwater. <laughs> Malachi knocks against his, uh, his plate. <laughs> thought you might. Thought you might. Uh, glad that it came in handy with the uh, immense underwater adventure that I've been hearing about. Um... Yeah, we're going to go to Erebrer. You're going to get to meet some of my family, which is crazy, but, oh. uh, you know, kind of a world's colliding thing. But they're... Wow, are they going to give us any magic items? Uh, probably not. Actually, most of my family uh. doesn't really do... The artificer thing isn't a family trade. Most of them are, like, rangers who live with sheep, actually, so... Um, mm. Sheep, you say? Yeah. Well, you know, a good wool sweater is a kind of magic all its own. You sound just like my grandma. <laughs> Uh, well, I definitely want to go talk to Baleen. Yeah. Um, she's one of the people who are cooking breakfast right now. Um, so as soon as you guys sort of, like, walk walk over in that direction, um, she sees you and gets a big grin and just comes, like, running over and throws her arms around you. And it's like, hi! Oh, my God, I've missed you so much, even though it's only been, like, not that long compared to when you were traveling the seas, finding your destiny or whatever. But it feels way longer because everything is crazy, you know? Oh, I know. A lot has happened. Yeah. What? What? What happened? Oh, you. Oh, you. I haven't gotten a chance. Oh, you haven't heard my seven-hour <gasps> account of events from Nell. No. T- t- <laughs> tell it to me. Oh well, settle in. And you play episodes fifty through sixty-four for her. Um, and you do. You give her the lowdown about what's happened. Um, and she is like so. She's so thrilled. She's like, Finn, I can't believe it. You actually, you actually met the lurker in the deep. Like you, you like, you talked to him and fought him. Yeah. That's crazy. It was amazing. I mean, I almost died when I fought him, but I mean, yeah. In a way, that was sort of pretty cool, even on its own. And yeah, and then I, I talked to him, you know, finally got to, like, you know, meet him, really be right next yeah. to him. It was amazing. I mean, you've wanted this since we were, like, I don't know, eight years old. I know. And it's, oh. And it's, he was, uh, I mean, a little. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was a little more, um impersonal than mm-hmm. I was uh, maybe imagining. But I mean, still, it was amazing. I mean, just to drink in his presence. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like pretty much any, uh, like most people were going to be more impersonal than like, you know, Mr. Fisher, your dad. Um. Yeah, I suppose that's true. And what about your mom? You weren't even, ex- I mean, your mom who's a oh, yeah. cultist, apparently, that you weren't even looking for her. I know, and I mean, she seems pretty cool. Wow. Little bit of a, a prude vis-a-vis human sacrifice and that sort of thing, but you know, she's still great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I guess I, you're maybe the only person ever who would be disappointed to hear that their mom wasn't gung-ho about human sacrifice, but. 
I mean, it's fine. You know, nothing against mm-hmm. her about it. It's just, you know. No, for sure. Just kind of an agree to disagree situation. I guess not everyone can be a cool mom. Yeah. <laughs> um, so how do you, how do you feel about it? I mean, pretty great. I mean, it's sort of, I mean, partly it just still hasn't sunken in yet, you know? I mean, this is something yeah. that I've just been waiting so long for, and now it, it happened. It's like so much of my sort of deal is settled now. <sighs> I mean, that's just pretty wild to think about. How did it feel to, like, see the temple and hear people, like, I don't know, being so impressed by you? Uh, not gonna lie, pretty great. I mean, God, it was like, you know, every time we'd be walking around and hanging out and I'd start talking about the lurker and uh-huh. then Guppy would run by and say that <sighs> I was a dumb doo-doo head. Yeah. It erased every single time that happened within the first second I walked in the doors. Oh my God. Good. I mean, oh my lurker. <laughs> Are you gonna start saying that now? I don't know. Might be a little clunky. Yeah. More syllables. And there's really, there's no good way to shorten lurker. Oh, my lurk. No, that doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's just say it's implied. If I say, oh, my God, I'm probably talking about the lurker. Okay. I'll keep that in mind for sure. Good. Yeah, maybe we'll, maybe we'll get it to catch on. Mm, yeah. Finn, did you ever ask your dad if you could take his name in vain? No, because I know he's not lame, Malachi. Hey, you, I, what are you insinuating? You asked the keeper. Well, no comment. Yeah, speaking of, I what are you going to do, like, after all this? Oh, boy, that is a great question. I don't really know. Honestly, I haven't been able to think about it, you know? I mean, yeah, that's true. F- meet, trying to meet the lurker is taken care of, so I don't need to do that anymore. But, I mean, I do have a new charge from him, which I could see being sort of a lifelong undertaking, but... I mean, just in terms of, like, where I'll go, what I'll do, I really don't know. This is the first moment I've actually given that some thought. Hmm. Well, I mean, I'll, I guess I'll, I'll come back to Gillsbury and help everyone rebuild, but yeah. after that... Uh, That's good. I was just going to say, if you're going to just go, like, I don't know, live in a scary temple under the sea that you'd... I would hope you'd at least, you know, visit sometimes. Oh, yeah. Oh, and I mean, I can teleport anywhere in the world now. That's so true. Yeah, huge fan of that. Travel time is not even a consideration. Awesome. As long as, ooh, we should designate, like, one part of, of the bay off Gillsbury to not be obstructed so I don't take a bunch of force damage when I appear there. Mm. Yeah, I'm sure. We can put out some, like, buoys. Uh, and I'll, yeah, no, I've, I'll definitely come back to Gillsbury when all this is over. I mean, I don't yeah. want to miss the, you know. <clears throat> the what? Anyway, nothing. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, how have you been? Oh, I've been... I mean, I miss the sun, but other than that, uh, yeah. everybody here is great, and we've been doing a lot of non-fish cooking, um, so... Good. Yeah. Also, I've got... We've got a... I've got to get some girl advice from you, all right, oh Bailey? Because I've got a real... Oh, I'm in a real dilemma. Did you meet a girl at the bottom of the sea? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I had my first kiss with a mermaid. <gasps> what?! She kind of, like, smacks your arm and is like, you didn't lead with Ow. that? Forget the, the god and your dad and everything. Oh, my god. Oh, my lurker. I mean, well, if... It doesn't work. It just doesn't work. I mean, if you had gotten the full seven-hour recap, I went into quite a lot of detail. Well, okay. I've heard... Nell said that we can't teleport till tomorrow anyway, so you can tell me everything. Yeah. So, her name's Mella. Wow. Great name. Okay. You tell Baleen all about Mella, um, and... 
yeah, she's she's thrilled to get the recap. Um, Horrified to learn you ran away. <laughs> yeah, she reacts to similar. It's like, oh my god, Finn, we definitely are going to need to be doing damage control here. Uh, I don't. I didn't know what to do. Yeah, no, it's not your fault. I don't know what, how you would have thought of it, ex- other than like you know common sense but it's fine (laughs) (laughs) she's like the second girl i've ever known yeah it's true and i was really direct with min it's true i just kind of like told him i liked him but it's different when you're friends for anyway anyway yeah i figured that's the way it always works yeah no sometimes sometimes people go on dates it's crazy because we just all lived in Gillsbury, but... Yeah, I thought I just had to wait around until it was my turn to have a girl march up to me in the town square and declare, we're dating now! <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I guess that's just a me thing. Probably most girls don't do that. Crazy. The Lone Luma Ocean operates on Sadie Hawkins' rules only. <laughs> cool! Everyone, Malachi, you get lots of questions about why your axe is glowing now. Um, (laughs) That's one of the, like, obvious. Um, Everybody here is definitely, like, very, very invested in hearing what you guys have done because uh, they had a a pretty boring, thankfully, and they're all thankful for it after having a lot of excitement, but they had a pretty boring week and a half. Um, And you're, you're all sort of, like, once again reminded what impressive figures you are to the remnants of AAA and that you are like the... The level 11 heroes that we are. Yeah, exactly. Like, they're they're all very, very impressed by you and kind of treat you as, like, minor celebrities. Um, minor? In that they're still able to talk to you and no one's asking for your autograph. Mm, Baleen, do you think I should be more aloof? Would people respect me more? I mean, yeah, but I think you'd hate it, so... Mm, that's true. But ev- everyone is very, very much wanting to hear all about the Keeper and the Dreamer and the Lurker in the Deep, um, all, all of the big mm. figures that you've encountered. Um, Malachi Shala. Um, I don't know if I'm supposed to talk much about the Keeper. I get, yeah, that's your, I guess before anything, I do want to know what you tell people about your acts. Like, how much detail do you um, go into about what happened? Yeah. I think he's intentionally vague about it. And he's like, yeah, I met, uh... I grew in my faith. No, I think he's just basically like, yeah, I have been approved. <laughs> nice. You had your confirmation. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm definitely supposed to keep protecting the lights, so this is supposed to help me do that. And no, I cannot tell you where it is or who has it. Most, peop- most people aren't pushing. Um... But it's real and it's still here. And it's, it certainly is. It's obvious just from looking, looking at the axe. Um, Shala does, like, come over and, you know, greets you and would give you a hug if you'd let her. Mm, I think Malachi does that thing that, like, you know, when your grandpa tries to hug you at, like, the gathering and you're just like, okay. Yeah. Thanks, she she gives you a hug anyway. She's glad that you're alive. They knew that everyone knew that you guys were in potentially dangerous situations. And she's like, I, that axe looks sharper as well as uh as well as the fact that it's literally glowing. Do you do you mind if I see it? Inspect it a little bit? Malachi's like grip around the hilt of the axe is like his knuckles are turning white, but he like <laughs> 
peels his fingers away and lets her touch it. Yeah. Um, she takes it and holds it, kind of feels the balance, um, runs her thumb kind of like along the edge of the blade and is like, ooh, yeah, sharper. Uh, yeah, it's magic now. Well, gotta say, it's nice to see my, uh, my craftsmanship get better than I ever could have made it on my own. And she hands it back to you. Well, it did get help from a god, so. Yeah. That's a, the problem with blacksmithing. You can never uh, match up with what a god can do by just, I don't know, waving their hand or whatever. Well, I mean. <laughs> oh, all us blacksmiths say it. <laughs> I mean, she didn't just she didn't just wave her hand. I had to, had to do a whole thing, but whatever. Mm. Um, you guys have been fine here? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've been helping the, uh, the artificers with making weapons and fixing everybody's weapons that got damaged during the various events. And, uh, you know, uh, Mar's been helping people with combat training, all the, the lab kids from AAA who weren't really used to seeing battle. Um, Are you two... Malachi seems to hesitate with himself for a second, like, I don't know, should I tell them what we're doing, or are they, can they be trusted with this? Uh, I don't know what you guys have been told about the next steps, but... Mm. Yeah, we were going to come to Erebrer, we'd rather do that than... Um... Malachi's like, oh, okay, so they did tell you where we're going. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'd rather do that than go uh, on on to Angel Isle again. I'm not much one for pirates, but... Ooh. Yeah, as far as... So you're coming... You're coming with us? That was the plan. Mar knows Grandpa's there, right? Yeah. She's considered a traitor to the Empire as well, and myself by association, I suppose. Well, they did try to assassinate you. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> You know, we've talked about it a bit. She would prefer to not uh, end up face-to-face -face with her father if it's possible to avoid it. Um, conflict of interest and such. And I, I don't know if... I don't know how much everybody here trusts us, although everyone here has been wrong about I mean, someone they... Are you trustworthy? We've done our best to be trustworthy. <laughs> Malachi's like, Oh, I can't tell if that's a lie or not, because that's not an answer. <laughs> Everyone here has followed the wrong person at least once, some multiple times. So, you know, there's a, a certain level of understanding, but you know, we're still, you know, enemy soldiers to a lot of these kids, despite the fact that I was never even a soldier at all, but whatever. Yeah, well, hey, I mean, you're with her, so, but you are here now, I guess, so... Exactly. So, yes, we're coming to Arab Rare, um, although we have, you know, no intention of getting um, immediately mixed up in things. Um, you sure you don't want to just stay here? Not if everyone else is going to leave. <laughs> that's, that's true. Yeah, I, what I would like is to get back to Farian, but we'll have to see. That, that might still be a little ways down the road, it sounds like. Yeah. Malachi looks very aware that he's fucking this conversation up, but doesn't know what to do about it. Mm. Well, I'm glad you're still here, then, at least. I guess, maybe... Did you get a chance to talk to... <laughs> Malika's very aware she just says she doesn't like pirates. <laughs> Did you get a chance to talk to the other pirate captain who was here before at, well, on Angel Isle? 
I can't remember if she said she was going to talk to them or not. Yeah, I, I don't think they ever did. So Shala um, furrows her brow and is like, mm, no, I know who you're talking about, but I we never actually got a chance to speak before she oh. vanished. Yeah, no, she left pretty quick. Yeah. No, no, that's fine. Uh, Allie, we'll see you later, I guess. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, yeah, you sort of, Malachi, you, like, start, start to turn, and Shala's like, <clears throat> you know, you're, um, your mother and I are, are, are proud of the things that you've been accomplishing, and, and we're, we're here for you if you, you know, want to talk, um, <clears throat> okay, uh, great, good job, <laughs> um, and then she, <laughs> Mal and Shala are cut from the same cloth. <laughs> Uh-huh, yep. Um, she also... Runs in the family. Shala's more outgoing, but we're not good at those kind of talks. Uh-uh. <laughs> There's a reason that no one in this family can uh, do emotions. <laughs> um, so she she also quickly exits the conversation before you can follow up on that at all, which might be a relief. As Malachi walks away, we see Finn run over and hug Shala and Mar, <laughs> and then they all show off their matching tattoos to each other and are laughing about something. Malachi kicks a brick. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so, um as the as the day moves on, uh Amelia comes up to you, Malachi. Oh. And she Hey girl. She like looks more like I guess rugged is maybe the word that I'm looking for, like her her like rusty. warforged. Yeah, like a little bit rusty, but not oh, in like there. a not in like a concerning way, just in like mm-hmm. a like it almost looks like plants could start growing from <gasps> in between her like warforged wow. plating. Like she just she looks more weathered, rustic, I think is maybe what I'm looking for. Uh, but as she as she approaches you, she's like, um, didn't I tell you I'm not coming with to Erebrer? Yeah, they they mentioned that you were not super eager to get involved in a full on war, which is totally fair. Right. Um, if I do see Nira, do you want me to tell you that I found her? We have we've all had time um to Yeah. Um and I'm I'm looking for her. Good, someone should. So if I if I do find her, do you want me to tell you and do you have anything you want me to say to her? Yeah, I'm glad someone's looking for her. Please, if you if you do see her, let me know. Um and you can tell her that I don't know, that I'll be waiting for whenever she's I don't know, done. She nods, and she's like, understood. Yeah, maybe when this is done with, she can swing by Farian. Hmm. Amelia nods in that very, like, solid, consistent way (laughs) that she does. Um, (laughs) Hannah's trying so hard not to say robotic. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Robotic is too easy, but you all know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, And uh, it's like, all right, I will tell her, and I will let you know if I find her. In fact, take this. Um, she reaches into her bag and pulls out a small cloth um, that looks like the communication cloths that you guys are familiar with using beho- using before, although this one is like a little bit smaller. And she's like, most of the uh, old communication devices that the Archaeological Artificers Association was using had to be destroyed because they were um, compromised, as you're aware. But Shiloh's made 
a couple of new ones. Um, I have one and Shiloh has one and I'll, I'll give you this one. That way I'll be able to contact you if I find her. She's, she's good at not being found, but I'm hopeful. Eh, so am I. Uh, Malachi gives Amelia, like, a firm handshake. Yeah, she shakes your hand. And, like, he does, like, the shoulder pat to her. Cool. Um, Alden definitely comes and hangs out with Reagan, um, but he doesn't really have anything <laughs> Is that what the kids are calling it these days? to say. <laughs> um, like, I don't, I don't have a scene for that, but he is, like, he wants to hear your take on the events. Um, and because everybody just got the sort of the lowdown on what you guys did from uh, Finn talking to Nell is how Alden heard everything. So quite so, the filter. Yeah, exactly. World's worst game of telephone. Yeah, and then other than that, you guys just sort of, you know, hang out. Recovery day number two. Wow. This never happens. Finn just floats in the water for a while. Uh-huh. The fish, like, every five seconds a new fish, like, swims into your radius and is like, whoa, hey, Finn, consistently. Finn has has established a telepathic bond with that first fish who lived here by himself when Uh we arrived, and they're playing a game of chess (laughs) with a board just visualized in their minds telepathically. Knight to F5. Oh, man, checkmate again. (laughs) You're good at this. I've never played. I just pick it up fast, I guess. Finn can see in the corner of the fish's mind that he's reading a chess manual. (laughs) It's at the bottom of the ocean. He's turning the pages with his fins. (laughs) Okay. I think Malachi will go visit the center of his little garden patch or whatever. Yeah, there's a garden. There's vegetation. There's things that can be eaten just growing here because you made them grow here. With an open invitation to his buddies if they want to come. But if, if they don't, he'll hang. (laughs) <laughs> I'm just I just want to make it clear he's not like going off to mope no I thought you were going off to have some sort of like reverent moment of reverence yeah I figured you're gonna go embrace a tree or something <laughs> is that a thing Malachi does it sounds like it is well I certainly don't punch them <laughs> it was one time and uh eventually the sun goes down you are able to long rest again I think before we go to bed we hang out a little bit Yes. We don't say anything, but just it has to be known. We don't just like trot back to the bed and all fall asleep separately. I think we should hang out a little bit before we go to sleep. Yeah. Where we all sleep together, of course. We, we have a little sleepover whispered chat before we go to bed. Nell. What? Do you have two long sticks of approximately equal length? Why? For volleyball. <laughs> oh, yeah, surely we can find something. Um, th- there's growing vegetation now, not to mention all the driftwood. Don't break my beautiful trees. Malachi, we have to sacrifice. <laughs> you use one of the trees as one of the poles, just a growing yeah. one. And then there's like a big piece of driftwood that people are able to find and set up. I don't know. Does anyone have a net? Finn does. I have nets with me at all times. Always. Oh, yeah, you're right. You do. Um, yeah, so you guys string a net, get some beach vol- volleyball going us versus now shiloh alton <laughs> yeah shiloh's like i don't know i'm terrible at beach volleyball this is i've established that i you don't... can be the libero libero i don't even know what that means that's how terrible i am at beach volleyball the short one who saves the ball from hitting the floor oh great thank you 
Okay, so Reagan will be that for us. I don't speak French. Shiloh does have an advantage there. Yeah, awesome. You you all hang out, um, and eventually, eventually, you find yourselves the three of you kind of like sitting. Um, Do we win? Oh well, let's roll if you care. <laughs> of course yeah. we care, Hannah. Will of you course, I'm so. Sorry. This isn't just for fun. I'm so sorry. I thought we were. What just is having the a one nice through moment. line of this we campaign? Have a title to this singular only. You're through. right. You're right. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, everyone make me an athletics check, please, while I'm getting the stats for these guys. Five. <laughs> 25. Also 25. Wow. Finn is still playing mental chess with the fish in the bay, and so he's not focused. <laughs> Oof, okay. Finn doesn't move so well in the gravity of dry land. <laughs> um, so a 14 for... Alden. Shiloh did not did not roll well enough to compensate for the fact that she doesn't have, but she has better athletics than Nell, actually. Um, oh. So she ends up with a 10. Um, Nell rolled the best out of the three of them, but has the worst athletics. So also ends up with a 14. Tragic. So we beat them into the dust. So, yeah, you, Finn is uh, <laughs> You and I beat them into the dust. Finn <laughs> is not pulling his weight. Um, but the spectacular performance from Malachi and Reagan manages to even out over the mediocre performance from the rest of them. Bro, our shirts are so off. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Our shirts are way off. Danger Zone's playing in the background. Mm-hmm. You get way too into it. Part of Finn's five is that you keep cutting him <laughs> off. Malachi howls a bit. <laughs> um, uh, when the game's over, Alden's like, Nell, next time that we get like left somewhere just to hang out for a while, we're practicing. And Nell's <laughs> like, yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. You guys could definitely practice. Okay. Listen, no one's going to stop you from practicing. <laughs> By the end of the game, Finn is like sitting in the corner picking grass out of the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Finn's making oh, a daisy so. chain in center field. You're blowing off each individual uh, dandelion seed. <laughs> Eventually, the sun sets. Everyone goes to sleep. Um, everyone who's been living here packs up their stuff. As we're all lying down in our beds, head to head, you hear to head. Finn whispering to Baylene, "Okay, so I mean, I could appear in her dreams right now, oh, and then we no, can talk no, that, but that oh. seems a little forward, right?" No, 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 no! Do not do that. I know, I know. I don't want to come off too strong. Hey, Hannah, did uh, my volleyball performance make me even more attractive to Alden? I say this because I've been assuming that I'm attractive to Alden. I realized <laughs> as I just said that I have no idea if that's true. <laughs> you can make an insight check. <laughs> Okay. Malachi and Reagan are uh, fervently discussing whether or not it seems like Alden's into Reagan. <laughs> while Finn. 11? <laughs> Maybe I could appear in Taw's dream and he'd pass on a message for me? I'm sure Taw seems like he'd love it if you appeared in his dream, which I don't know if that means. That feels like you shouldn't do it because of that. Hmm. <laughs> can Malachi also make an insight check? Sure, Malachi can also make an insight check. Oh, and by the way, you know Alden's totally into Reagan, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm... <laughs> Hannah, I crit. <laughs> <laughs> great, great. 
Reagan's like, I just don't know, man. I mean, do you think? Yeah, Reagan, it's hard to tell. Sometimes you think so. Sometimes you don't think so. You don't You don't know if you're reading too much into it. But also, like, you don't I mean, know. You've if you definitely just, like, been going about it, though. I feel like you've been pretty, like, straightforward with it. Right. I thought I was, too. But then I realized I have no idea. Like, I haven't. Yeah, you, I mean, no, you haven't actually said anything or made any clear moves that indicate that you are romantically interested in him or said anything to indicate that you were more than just friends but to me I think that that seems like you were being pretty good I mean he should know right I I, I don't fucking know Hannah (laughs) yeah very nat 20 inside of you Malachi um there's you know there's just there's a lot going on right now a lot of moving parts the last thing you need is any entanglements or anybody to get distracted um but you know that Alden has a plus seven to his athletics and was definitely not playing like a man with a plus seven partly because he kept getting distracted when he and Reagan would get too close (laughs) on either side of the volleyball net Um, and his his performance definitely dropped once Reagan took his shirt off which admittedly was one volley in um but he was better on that first volley than you know later so hey uh Matt Mal like claps Reagan on the shoulder and like rolls over sit there face to face he definitely was looking I saw him looking well I mean that kind of gives me the ick though because like if he's got a plus seven to athletics but he's gonna get distracted by one pair of shiny well, tits no I don't I don't think he was throwing the game I think we were definitely better than him I mean <laughs> we're we're better than I mean physically physically we're stronger than anybody here. <laughs> yeah. Roll back over. I like spooning you. A few feet off to the right, Finn is losing an arm wrestling match against Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> Mal rolls back over and like sort of like twists his head around to talk to Rick Re- to continue the conversation. Well, you know, Reagan, I think personally that if I were Alden and I was playing against a man that I was interested in and he took off his shirt, I also might do worse than I normally would. Especially if he maybe doesn't know what to say to you, too, because you've never made any, you know, explicit indications that you, you've you made inferences, sure. Uh, I think I think you should go for it. You think? Not now. After Erebrer. When we live. This is all whispered, by the way. It's weird that you felt the need to specify that we live, uh, but yeah. Oh, well, we're gonna, we're gonna live, Reagan, obviously. If you guys die, I'm going to kill myself. No. (laughs) (laughs) If anything happens to either of you, I will kill everyone in the room. And then yourself. But I personally think that you probably should just go for it. I mean, it's not like we really have anything to lose. And uh, I mean, it'd be nice to see how it works out. You know, I could use some pointers someday. Well, shit. Do you think that he was offended that I performed so incredibly well? No, Reagan, I think he was turned on by that. I think we were fucking hot out there today. I think we were fucking hot, mate. We're fucking hot. Malachi and Reagan uh, give bro smooches goodnight. Malachi and Reagan have been kissing the homies goodnight this entire campaign. We just haven't mentioned it. <laughs> Not the entire campaign. We started around episode 25 or so. Findrew, Findrew, get over here for your homie kiss. Finjamin. Oh, yep. Finn comes over and lies down on top of them. <laughs> like perpendicular to the two of them we close our arms over finn (laughs) so guys if someone like appeared in your dream and wanted you to give a message to me and it was like to say that i'm neat i would attack first okay yeah i would be quite perturbed you know that as that actually has happened to me several times before and it was always a negative finn you were there oh yeah maybe 
I don't think that appearing in her dream is the worst possible thing. I think that's kind of romantic. I think it's a lot. I mean, it is. I mean, it's a little invasive, right? You don't have to stay the whole time, right? I think maybe if you send a fish to her dream, would that be something? That would be weird. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, Mella wakes up. I just had the weirdest nightmare about a fish reading me chess plays. (laughs) Hold on a second. I need to look up the text of dream. Because Mela, I assume Mela is also a warlock of the Lurker in the Deep, so she can talk to fish too. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's a, that's a level one feature. Also, she's a mer person. <laughs> Not all mer people can talk to fish, Malachi. Well, the ones that we met seem to be able to communicate with fish. Because the ones we met were Lurker warlocks. Oh. Hannah, was she wearing a seashell bra? I forgot to ask. No. She had a shirt on. Mm. Oh. You know what? I think you're onto something. I'll be right back. Oh, uh... <laughs> I rush down to the water, uh-huh. and I, I telepathically reach out to the fish that I was playing chess with earlier. Oh, hey. And I say, okay, how would you like to have Back a real- for another match? Uh, no, how would you like to have a real mind-bending <gasps> experience? Wow, sure. Okay. This fish is down to clown. Uh, I need you to- I, I'm gonna send you into a girl's dream so you can tell her that I think she's neat. Be normal. Neat? Okay. Uh, Malachi, once again, back in the little wherever we're sleeping, turns around and I feel like maybe we should have given him a script before he went to find the fish. Yeah. Baleen, who's been established to be also there in that hunt <laughs> that you guys are in. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, I don't, I'm kind of excited to see where this goes. <laughs> Alden is also there, as are Nell and Shiloh. <laughs> the entire place. <laughs> it's actually everyone's here. In our six-pointed star, they're on the other side <laughs> of the fire, and they could, like, catch every third word me and Reagan were whispering. <laughs> yeah, uh, so just tell her that I think she's neat, she's cool, uh, and once I'm done risking life and limb and braving untold peril, uh, I would love to hang out again. Okay, can do. Thanks. Uh, okay, get ready. Uh, I have no idea how your mind is going to interpret what's about to happen. (laughs) And then I reach out and touch the fish and cast Dream while thinking of Mela to send the fish into Mela's dream as my messenger. Great. Um, yeah, you do that. Um, Oh, and tell her I'm sorry I was weird about it. (laughs) Cool. Um, the fish, you know, wakes up a little bit later um, and is like, Wow, I got teleported to another world. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> the fish shifted. <laughs> there was a mermaid there. Yeah, did you give her a message? Yes, I did. Something like, yeah, I told her um, that you thought she was neat um, and you had to save the world, but that you said hi. Um, and then she beat me at chess. So. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a woman. <laughs> Sorry, but you just said hi. That was, you didn't... I think I got a sorry in there, too. Uh, okay. I said I had a, that you thought she was neat. I, te- I kept, you said that one multiple times, so I was able to remember it. Right, okay. You know what? Great, great job, buddy. I appreciate it. Thank you. I go back to our sleeping bags and get everybody all wet as I lie down again. Oh, Finn. <laughs> great. Um... Eventually, a long rest is had. Um, You wake up in the morning and everyone has sort of 
packed up um, at least everyone who's going to Erebrare. Amelia's crew is going to leave like a little bit later. So they're still finishing. And the plan is to leave the like garden and the, the huts and everything there so that it's sort of a like, it is sort of a rendezvous point if anyone ends up needing a hideout again. Um, or, you know, if anyone is stuck in the lightless sea and needs somewhere to go. Um, it is, it's still a good kind of little safe cove here. But everybody who is going to Erebrare, which is like 20 people, um, is sort of like standing, standing on the beach. Um, and Alden goes, okay, so do we have to go in the water? Uh, yes. Great. Okay. Okay. Um, Shiloh is like, Alden, will you hold Rosie so she doesn't go in the water? And Alden's like, yes. <laughs> Picks up Rosie, holds her, like, above his head. <laughs> um, oh, he's a good girl. Oh, he's a good little girl. I telepath to all the fish in the cove. Okay, if you don't want to go on a one-way trip, get away from me right now. Whoa. 15 feet back, everyone. Uh, Nell says, hey, thoughts on possibly, um, so... Here's this map. Um, this is the island that we want to aim at. This is like the the main where the king's court is. Um, it's a relatively small island. Um, Erebrer doesn't have like a massive like capital like Dermator, but this is the island we want to aim for. Um, I think it might be smart if we aim like a little bit away from it and then all got on map black because. Matt Black approaching is going to be, like, it's one thing for an unfamiliar ship to sail up. It's another thing to open a whirlpool, like, right in their waters. Yeah. I'm a little bit worried we'd just get shot full of arrows. Mm. Mm, yeah, because they'd be jealous. Yeah, exactly. So why don't you try and aim for, like, here? Does that work? Okay. Um, can anyone uh, describe the location to me? You know, as vivid as possible. Paint me a word picture. I got to be able to picture this or we yeah. might all die but it's probably fine shiloh who's possibly the only person who's been there um describes to describes it to you um i won't because it's better to describe it when you get there um but yeah. she describes it in detail um wow that was beautiful shiloh <laughs> thanks yeah i'm known for my poetic descriptions um you you finn can feel that 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 is good enough um to to aim for a space like you know a few miles away from it so that you can then sail in okay all right then i raise my trident above my head i say all aboard that's going aboard and i activate the whirlpool teleportation again the whirlpool swirls around pulls everyone toward the center there's a lot of like gasps and screams as this is a very jarring experience um and then you are all whooshed through the water and by the way you can all swim underwater right <laughs> splash splash out um on the surface of the sea in the northern sea the waters of Erebrare. um it's cold like it is colder ah, it is fuck. colder here than the lightless sea the sea is very chilly. Um, the sea is also gray and wild uh, compared to the, the very placid mirror-like waters you just came from. You are immediately tossed in these waves. Um, the sky is this this grayish color, um, but with, you can see the sun like peeking out from behind a few of the clouds. Um, oh my god, I haven't seen you in ages. <laughs> um, yeah, do you uh, get out Matt Black? Oh, yeah. All right, everyone, who wants to uh, bet 
that I can't make a ship appear right now. Finn, just do Finn, it. We all know you can make oh. a ship. Malachi <laughs> screams, Solstice. Okay, Solstice, Solstice. Uh, Matt Black appears. You are able to lower the rope down, and everyone kind of climbs up and is drying off on the deck, everybody's teeth chattering. Uh. Um, Shiloh's like, oh, good to be home. Now, if anyone is interested in the bidet, please form an orderly line, all right? Yeah, that's, the, oh, that's just for us. I mean... Oh, I mean, there's no bidet, unfortunately. Damn. I mean, s- some people could also be allowed to use the bidet if they wanted to. I put an out-of-order sign on the bidet. No doing coke in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, and you, Matt Black, sails in the direction of the the king's court. Um, the... Island, as you approach it, um, is green and rocky, as well as the, the like smaller outlying islands around it are just these like rocks poking up from the sea with some scrubland, not a ton of trees. Although as you approach the main island, um, you can see that it is more forested. Um, there are these, um, a lot of like coniferous evergreen trees on it. And then this city, um, built from these like low stone and wood buildings, um, yellow lights gleaming from within. Um, there's a bay that has a whole bunch of ships in it. Um, and you can see, as you start to get closer, you can see activity, people who are who are walking about in this, this small city that exists on this island here. Um, there were seabirds flying overhead, um, seagulls as well as like puffins. Um, you can see seals and sea lions on some of the rocks wow. as you get closer to- Are they to, uh, Yes, they are, absolutely. Um, as you get closer to the main island. Um, looks very uh yeah it, it it's cold but it has this sort of stark beauty to it um reagan you know that there's like snow covered islands farther north um mm. but this is too too far south to have that kind of true snow cover um but you know that it does snow around here from time to time in these these fjords and these places where the waves are beating up against the rock um as Matt Black approaches, um, and as you kind of get closer to the city, um, can I have everybody make a perception check for me? Hi, didn't somebody say something about impenetrable magical defenses? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nah, probably not. Nat one, oh. <laughs> which makes it a four. 19. Also a nat one. <laughs> wow. Nat one then comes to a five. <laughs> 15. <laughs> great, great. Reagan and Finn are like looking around and then they bump into each other and knock <laughs> each other unconscious. <laughs> no, Reagan's like in a weird zone because he's like, it, I have, n- it's kind of surreal. I've just, I've never like approached it before. Like, yeah. I haven't been back here since I left. So it's just, it's just weird to see it from this angle. What are you talking about? <laughs> Finn's not on lookout because he's guarding the bidet. <laughs> Uh, on his way down to guard the bidet, Finn does spot someone, one of the lab kids. Uh, they are doing, in fact, cocaine, not <laughs> in the room with the bidet, but in the kitchen because the bathroom is closed. Yeah. Hmm, I guess this is fine. Well, there's no sign that says that, okay? <laughs> 
Um, Malachi, you spot as Matt Black like glides over it, you spot a place where the sea is like a slightly different color. Like there's there's like a line in the water where it becomes very slightly lighter as you get closer to the island. Um, and just as you're kind of like noting like, huh, that's weird. Um, you see these hey, enormous to... <laughs> these enormous vines come shooting up out of the ocean and like wrap themselves around Matt Black. Like it's almost it's reminiscent Finn to like the way the lurker grabs ships except these these vines just like loop themselves around the railings of Matt Black basically um, and like hold you in place. It's sort of Matt Black's self-propulsion like jerks you forward a little bit and everyone gets thrown around as you get whoa, girl, whoa. jerked back. You see from from the capital, um, something takes off, oh. and after a second, you see that it is an Aarakocra person. Um, oh, thank God, not a missile. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, this, like, eagle-looking uh, person who flies very quickly in the direction of your ship and, like, pulls up still, like, well in the air, and you can see that they're aiming a longbow down at you and calls out, like, Stay your business! I and your allegiance. I look to Nell and or Shiloh yes. to do the talking here. <laughs> Shiloh like very quickly uh, runs to the edge of the ship and is like, "Hi, uh, Shiloh Forrester. I'm I'm with the the Forrester clan, and we're uh, allegiance to my allegiance is to Erebrer. The our allegiance in general is against Lithios. I think I have my passport around here somewhere. Uh <laughs> It's a bit damp, but I'm pretty sure. Give me a minute. Finn goes to the wall safe and is sorting through the dozen fake passports that Regan has. <laughs> no, no, no. It should, it should be blue. Yeah. The Aarakocra, like, speaks, says something quietly into his collar, like, as if they're speaking, like, into, like, a walkie-talkie or, like, a shoulder like a shoulder walkie-talkie only. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what it looks like from your, how far down you are. Um, there's kind of a tense pause um, for a few seconds as nothing is happening. And then they, the Aarakocra puts, puts the bow away and is like, all right, you're cleared. Um, waves a hand and the vines release Matt Black. There's a little bit of a, some damage was done to the railings, but no, no, no damage to her seaworthiness um, as the vines. What about like, to the boss or the flames? Snake back down. Uh, the flames are a little scratched. The boss, fortunately, is on the front and the vines just came oh, up the God. side, but you might want to get those retouched, uh, the flames. But the boss is fine. Don't worry. Um, Matt Black is able to, to pull forward up into the bay and you see as as you sort of pull her in to anchor you see two uh dwarven figures that look pretty similar to shiloh like standing on the dock waiting for you and shiloh like waves waves down at them um disembark uh yes yeah i'm gonna put a cloak on Actually, I wanna I wanna establish two things. One, during that voyage, I did my ritual and changed Nurgle back to a gull. Ah. Uh, and two, as I emerge from the bathroom to disembark, I am going to minor illusion my ambassador disguise <laughs> with the big beard on. Great, great. I stride confidently on deck and look at everyone like ah. Oh, for Christ's sake. Uh, okay. 
I'm not sure if that's necessary, but it probably won't hurt. Surely the king would never refuse an audience with the ambassador. The ambassador from where? Oh, you know. <laughs> far off lands. Uh, okay. <laughs> I believe you said the north at one point. <laughs> well, now he's from the south. I know it's a real place because I met those guys at one time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, Hannah, I'm like, I'm not trying to be in disguise, but I'm also like not try to be super visible, you know, just okay. like uh, the fantasy equivalent of the baseball cap and sunglasses kind of thing, you know, like where it could just be a guy it. or it could be Aragorn. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, okay, cool. Reagan's got the hood up. Finn's got the ambassador disguise on. Nurgle is a gull. Um, you disembark from Matt Black down onto this this boardwalk. Um, you see Shiloh goes like running right up to the other dwarves and gives them both a hug. You see this um, dwarven man with a like big black beard um, and like a scar across the side of his face. Um, and you see this like older dwarvish lady who's like a little bit hunched over, um, but she has this like long bow slung across her back and this like knitted, knitted shawl over her shoulders and long bow slung across her back. Um, and as Shiloh gives her a hug, Shiloh's like, Grandma, I did not expect you to be here. Why aren't you with the sheep? Um, and the, <laughs> the old woman, Shiloh would say, why aren't you with the flock? And the old woman's like, eh, those damn soldiers were getting too close to my lands. So the, the sheep are with your cousin Dane. Uh, I wanted to come here and speak to the king myself about the... The situations in the outlying islands and the ranches of Erebrer, but, you know, it's been difficult to get any, uh, actual progress done. It's, frankly, the situation doesn't look good, but, you know, we're keeping, keeping our spirits up, keeping our spirits up. Um, she turns to, like, the, the rest of you, which everyone else is, is hanging back a bit. Um, Alden and Nell disembarked, and then there's the three of you, um. Shiloh's grandma, like, looks around at all of you and is like, ah, lovely to meet Shiloh's friends. I'm Clune Forrester, but you can call me grandma if you'd like. Most people do. Um, this is my, my son, Oloric, Shiloh's uncle. Um, this is, you, yes. Um, I can take you to, uh, I can get, I've, I've gotten you an audience with King Mananan. Um, he's very, he's willing to listen. He just mostly seems to listen and then tell people he can't do anything. But I, I, I don't mean to sound, I do, the, things are, there's, there's battles being fought everywhere. So, uh. Regan's like squinting at the, at Alaric. Mm -hmm. So Regan sees a dwarvish man and is like, is that, are you my dad? You probably don't, but like on the <laughs> off chance that you're my dad. Great. I've learned that if you keep guessing, eventually you'll be right. Oh, yeah, I mean, the fact that you just get got yours, I'm kind of like, well, maybe, maybe, I don't know. Um, Clune is like, all right, so come, let's not, let's not keep the king waiting. And she turns and starts to lead you through the streets of the city. Um, the city, this, uh, the place where the king's court is, this sort of town is called Luola. Um, 
the king's court, however, as, as you quickly learn, is somewhat separate from it. Rather than being in the middle of the city, um, it is out in the forest. So it does take like a little bit of, of travel before you get there. Um, you walk through this, this city, um, all of the the low stone buildings and the higher built wooden buildings and then the place where it sort of like naturally melds into the forest and you see less of like the stone buildings and more of like wooden houses and houses that are built up in the trees and integrated with the trees yeah uh, bad memories associated with these um you walk a little further out into the forest and Shiloh's grandma, in the meantime, is, like, giving Shiloh an update on, like, where all of her family members are right now, because it seems like people are kind of all over the place. It's, it's like, Cousin Dane's, uh, you know, homestead is the safest, because it's the furthest, uh, the furthest from where the Empire is attacking, so a lot of people have ended up there, and we've got most of our flocks there, but the resources just won't support them. Um, giving Shiloh the update. Um, you eventually make it through the forest to where things get a lot quieter. Um, it's that that hushed forest feeling. You start seeing like a lot of animals. Like there's deer that bound past very close to your group, clearly have no fear of people. Um, there's like rabbits, squirrels, lots of birds. You're just like full of bird song. <laughs> there are also like a lot of like flickering lights kind of throughout the forest these like magical lights that look like torches without being actual open flames and you get to a place where the the forest parts um and you see that you've actually come to the shores of a lake um Ooh. this quiet now we're talking <laughs> deep blue lake um very still water and in the center of the lake there is another island a large island and you can see that there is a bridge stretching from the island to the shore of the lake that is made entirely out of vines and plant growth oh, this vine yeah. bridge right over the surface of the water leading to this this forested island uh, Clune just like walks, walks right ahead across the bridge. Um, and and you, you do see there are guards um, like standing at the edge of the bridge with their spears, um, but they like nod as they see that you're with Clune and Aloric and let let you all pass. Parlez-vous, gentlemen. <laughs> Welcome to Erebor. You make your way across this bridge, which like buckles and bounces a little bit under your weight. Um, but is sturdy. Um, you reach the island at the center of this lake, and you see that there are there's more people here. There there are a couple of other guards, um, as well as just like people who are sort of standing around, um, having small hushed conversations with each other. Um, a lot of them look like, I think Reagan, you would just sort of know this. Um, that even though they're mostly wearing like fairly simple clothes and a lot of like cloaks, you can tell from like how well made and high quality the clothes are that these are like nobles. Like this is essentially the king's court. It's just that mm -hmm. this is how Erebrer does it rather than a lot of bright colors. It's like a lot of forest tones. Um, this is the the like important people. These are the actual like, you know, some ambassadors and advisors and other powerful druids here. Finn is shaking hands left and right. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> 
Hello, this is lovely. Don't make your acquaintance. Um, can everybody make a quick perception check for me? <laughs> 11. 14. 13. So, Malachi and Reagan, um, you guys both spot, um, you notice that, like, out, out of the people who are here, like, a, a lot of them are, are, like, glancing at you guys, but you're not drawing a ton of attention, actually. But you do see that there is one, like, young boy, looks like he's, like, maybe in his early teens, um, who is one of the only, like, kids here, so that kind of automatically draws your attention, and he seems to be, like, very specifically, like, watching you guys, and, like, almost seems like he's following you, like, as you, as you take this small, small path toward the center of the island, he's, like, keeping up with your group, but keeping his distance, and there isn't really a good way to, like, go over and talk to him because before you know it you are right uh you you get to where these trees open up again and you see what is clearly the arab rare equivalent of a throne room um there is another pool of water here in the middle of this space just a small pool with this like crystal clear water um showing through to like rocks at the bottom Sitting behind the pool on a, like, large wooden throne um, is King Mananon, the druid king of Erebrer. Um, he is a, a stout, barrel-chested man. Human, but almost certainly has some dwarf blood from looking at him. He's got a big, dark beard with some streaks of gray through it. Um, he also, in his hand, he holds a, a large, twisted juniper staff. Um, and sitting at the top of the staff is this big owl, um, looking about at everyone who gets close with these, like, big yellow eyes darting back and forth. On the other side of the pool, kind of currently speaking to the king, um, there is a trio of people. Um, you see one dwarf and then two that you recognize to be Duragar, these like um, dwarves who specifically live underground and like away from the sun as much as possible. You don't get a ton of them in the Lunluma Ocean because there's not a lot of places where one can live entirely underground as they prefer. Um, but there are a couple places and you do you do get some Duragar up here sometimes. Um, and one of them is speaking as you guys get close enough to hear. Um, you see that one of these Duragar is speaking and is saying like, we can only hold out so long. Your Majesty, we have already been under a barrage for weeks. King Mananon holds up his hand and is like, <clears throat> I'm sorry, Hefor, but our resources are spread too thin. We're being assaulted on all sides. Already, we have lost some of our own most crucial lands and are pulling forces back from others in order to prepare for the oncoming onslaught. Erebrer is already struggling enough to defend our own lands. Marquan will have to stand on her own. Um, can I get a history check from everybody? Reagan, make it with advantage. 13. 19 with advantage. 18. Okay. Um, Finn, you've definitely heard of Marquan. You know that it is like a dwarven kingdom. Um, you don't know much about it beyond that. Um, Malachi and Reagan, um, you guys both know that Marquan is a, a small dwarven kingdom. Um, further out to, like, the southeast side of the Northern Sea. So, like, 
technically Erebrer is between Marquan and the Empire. Um, they're like a, a little bit further out toward like the Aberrant Sea and the Sea of Storms. Um, however, Marquan is a, a very small kingdom. Um, like even calling it a kingdom is like, you know, one of those like weird political things that has gone back and forth over the years. Um, it's not part of Erebrer. It's an, an independent entity, but it is a longtime ally with Erebrer. Um, you know that the people of Marquan do live almost entirely underground. It's this like massive island that is uh, known for being like an important source of resources, gems, metals. It's it's a like a mining city um, on like the other side of Erebrer from Lithios um, and has this history of being an ally of Erebrer. Um, additionally, those history checks were high enough that I will also allow for an investigation check from both of you. 15. Uh, three. <laughs> awesome. Um, <laughs> that's okay. Uh, Malachi, you, you know all of that about Marquan. Reagan, you sort of put together as you're listening to this conversation. Um, it's sort of, it's weird that someone from Marquan is here asking for help because theoretically, like, they shouldn't be getting attacked yet. Um, but you are able to realize that, like, they have a lot of resources that would be a, make them a very prime target. And specifically what you connect is that, like, a lot of the, the materials that were in, like, the cannons and the tech that Dr. Retfall was making probably came from Marquan and would need more resources like the gems and minerals that are found there to continue making more of that kind of arcane tech. So that's that's what you're able to piece together as you're listening to King Mononon shut down this this trio that are asking for help. Um, the king sort of looks past them and sees your group standing at the edge of the clearing um, and then looks looks back down to to the Marquan group and is like, all right, I we can discuss this more later. For now, I have another appointment. Um the one in front, the one that the king addressed is Hefor, nods his head and is like, thank you for your time, your majesty. Um, and the three of them turn and start to walk out. Um, they're, they're speaking like furiously in dwarven to each other as they pass. Um, but as they like walk past your group, as you're starting to go to approach the, the main throne, um, one of them, this Dorigar woman, happens to look up and... Reagan, she catches your gaze under the hood and she like you you see her visibly like stop walking and she like looks over to you and she's like sorry are you uh just can I just ask what's your name by any chance uh Starkweather hmm. I, I, I I've also been staring at them this entire time <laughs> Reagan yeah. hasn't blinked in five minutes where were you, where were you born? Uh, here, he, well, not like here, but, uh, Erebrer, uh, like two islands over. I, you, guys, hold on one sec. And I, like, hastily take my necklace off uh -huh. and just kind of, like, awkwardly, like, shove it at her to read. <laughs> Yeah, she like she takes it and you your necklace has the dragon scale and the hagstone hanging like right next to each other. And she she takes both of them and looks 
looks at them and like glances off the dragon scale and is looking more specifically at the hagstone and is like, I mean, does the name Railthor mean anything to you? Uh, apparently it was my dad. I mean, it's kind of, I, I don't know how common of a name it is. Um, oh, by Moradin's hand, you're the spinning image of him. You really are. What? Hefor is like, <clears throat> and Bera, come on. And Clune, uh, Shiloh's grandma, is sort of like beckoning to all of you. And it's like, we're not keeping the king waiting. Um, and you see Anne Bera sort of like steps away and is like, Pah. By Morden. Uh, I'm coming, I'm coming. Um, and goes to to catch up with her group um, as the rest whoa, of you. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, oh, no, oh. Your Majesty, one moment, excuse me. I run after them. And by run, I mean walk purposefully. You, you power walk to catch up with them. Um, they got little legs. Yeah. And I'm, I'm nimble. It's true. Um, yeah, well, the camera will follow you. The rest of you are sort of ending up in front of King Mononon, um, but the camera will follow Reagan as he breaks off. <laughs> um, she, Anne Bera, the woman that you were talking to, looks up at you um, and is like, you're so tall. I really, I, that's the part <laughs> that I wouldn't have expected. Uh, Mom was human. Yeah. No, yeah, that makes sense. But, but the facial structure, the beard. I mean, right? Isn't he the spitting image of Railthor? And you see the other two who are still like, look much angrier than she does about the outcome of their meeting just now. <laughs> um, sort of like glance at you and one of them's like, oh, oh yeah. Yeah, it does kind of look like Railthor. And she's like, exactly. I knew, I knew the I'm second so I made eye contact. Sorry. You, you'll, you'll know him? Yeah. Yeah, we do. Um. He's a he's a good friend, actually. So, uh, hmm, hmm. so he's alive. Oh yeah, I mean he was when we left Marquan. With the way things are going, I don't know how much longer we can count on that. But he was as of when we left. Okay. Malak has like whipping his head back and uh, forth between Reagan and the king. Man, <laughs> Did you okay, think he was uh, dead? Uh, hmm, sorry, I'm being super weird right now. But like, I like, mm, I just no, that's okay. I'm. I'm suspecting that I just dropped a bigger bomb on you than you were, uh, than I was anticipating. Yeah, no, I was like, I've been nervous the whole time I was here, because, like, I don't see a lot of our kind around, and, and I was kind of like, uh -huh. oh, be weird. I, I haven't been back here in a while, you know, I kind of, things got weird, and, uh, so I, yeah, wow. Yeah. Um, are, are you, you all gonna be around here for a bit? Like, <sighs> In the city, at least? They they glance at each other. Um, the third one, whose name you don't know yet, is like, yeah, we, we'll try our luck with the king at least one more time. We can't just go back empty-handed, so... Uh, I know what they're doing with the... I know what they're doing with our stuff. I know what they're doing with the gems. Really? Yeah. All three of them glance between... And Hefor, who seems to be, like, the leader, the other Durgar man, is like... Ha! Huh. Fascinating. Although, at the moment, I care less about what they're doing with it and more about stopping them from taking more. But, uh, that could be useful in terms of convincing Erebrer to actually lend aid. Yeah, why don't we... There's a, there's a tavern, um, a, a tavern in Luola, um, the Fox's Nose. It's... Meet us there sometime later today. Right. All right, five foxes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
I have to go have a meeting. Uh, nice to meet you. Yeah. My dad's friends. Um, I'll talk to you later. Okay. Good luck. Um, Thanks. Malachi is like halfway over to scuttling over to Reagan when he sees him coming and he's like, come on, come on, come on. Oh, this is not a diplomatically expedient, I must say. Did you shut the fuck up? Did you know them? They know my dad. Well, that's one they've got up on you. <laughs> Your alive dad? <laughs> my alive dad? They recognize all me. All right, all right, after the meeting, after the meeting. After the meeting. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the rest of your party is already standing, like, across the, across the pool from the king, um, and have, have already introduced themselves. Um, you see, as, as the three of you approach, Nell is like, and here's, here's three more from our, our organization. And King Mananon actually, like, looks, looks past them to the three of you and is like, hmm, I've heard the, uh, the dragon blood and the the aberrant cult leader and the deserter. Yeah, we've we've heard wow. of your... Uh... really... <laughs> and interpreter for the ambassador. Really not painting me in a good light, I feel like. I, I am pleased with the light that I have been painted in. That, that's... I, I, mean, I mean, yes, I know that deserting was a good thing, but... It's an upgrade for me. Yes, I, I will say, let me be very clear. I mean that as an honor. The thing you deserted from took strength to desert from. Now, what... I'm, I must admit, I'm surprised. I'm happy to see you all here. And when I was told that representatives from the Archaeological Artificers Association wanted to speak with me, I was, the last that I heard, your group had blown up an arcane laboratory belonging to one of the Empire's top scientists. And then... No one was sure what had happened to you. It was sort of suggested that perhaps you'd all been killed. The adventurer had grown wings and taken to the skies, and I thought that I would have heard from her, but I haven't. So there was very yes. little... Our, your trail dropped off the face of the uh, sea. That's actually part of the reason we're here, your majesty. <laughs> There has been, Finn snaps his fingers and just drops the ambassador disguise and this guy already knows who he was, but he does not address the fact that he was in disguise. <laughs> there was uh, a little bit of a schism in the ranks, you might say. Mm. So so we're the good and heroic AAA and the adventurer has gone off the bend. Hmm. She is a sort of megalomaniacal, crazy, dreaming of divinity. You know the type. Fascinating. Um, he... Holds holds up one finger and like snaps off to the side, um, and is like, "Can you to 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 a like a a, a man who steps forward, um, a man who's wearing these like uh robes, and you can see a very prominent holy symbol of uh, Melora, mm. and King Mananon is like, would you mind verifying? Um, please allow yourselves to fall under the spell. Um, this." cleric um steps forward and casts zone of truth on the zone where you're all standing um does that would anyone like to make the save no i'll take it okay i fail sure the king's like, say what you just said again <laughs> well uh well i might not be word perfect but uh That's there fine. was a bit of a schism uh, uh -huh. after the uh blowing up the tower incident uh, basically, the adventurer has gone mad with power, uh, megalomaniacal, wants to, I don't know, maybe take over the world, it's unclear, wants to become a god. We, on the other hand, are mighty, virtuous heroes. Oh, hmm. you're 
Well, he, he's overselling it a little bit, your majesty, but... I am not. Hey, ask the cleric. I believe every word I'm saying. It passed the spell. Uh, the king leans back in his throne and is like, Huh. So she's gone hungry for power. Oh, she's starving. Mm. Can I look around for that kid again real quick? Yeah, uh, make a perception check. Did he follow us all the way up to where the king is? 17. Um. Yeah, he's sort of like he's standing kind of toward the back uh, leaning against a tree and watching the, uh, watching the conversation. But, like, that's not, like, there are quite a few people around here watching the conversation, yeah. um, but he, he is among them. But we did clock that he was sort of staring at us. Is he within the ra- range of the zone of truth or no? No, he's outside okay. of it, yeah. And also, your majesty, if I may just say, I love the aesthetic you have going on here. Mm. Thank you. I mean, it's no ocean vibe, but it's a close second. <laughs> the the owl on the top of his staff has, like, locked eyes with Nurgle, and the two of them are, like, <laughs> have, have not looked away from each other since you approached. <laughs> wow. I think I see some sparks. Nurgle finally finds love, too. <laughs> yes. Uh, I am... I'm disappointed... Disappointed to hear that about the adventurer. She has been a useful ally, and we were... I was hoping to have her continued alliance, especially after the stunt that was pulled with the... with the laboratory and the previous one at the execution square in Dermator. She may have coordinated those, but ultimately was not responsible for their success, I would say. Mm. Perhaps so. That said, she is still working towards the goal that we are of fending off Lithios' expansion, but this is just to say that if you do maintain some sort of alliance, she isn't to be trusted. Oh, right. I'm sure she would give you aid against Lithios, but it wouldn't be an alliance. She'd wind up in charge at the end of it. Basically, we've come to give warning of increased assaults from pretty much all sides, and a warning that your defenses may not hold against what they've got going on. And by extension, I know it's not our place, your majesty, but you may want to reconsider what Marquand has to say, because it's what's being taken from them that will allow the Empire to breach the walls. Hmm. So, there's that. Sir. Reagan, make a persuasion check for me. Do I get advantage for having said sir? Yeah, can we help him? I will say you can have advantage from the lead-up that was the other two talking before you talked. Okay. Um, 18. Uh, the king scratches his beard. And nods slowly, um, clearly considering this. Um, you can see he's making the calculations in his head, um, pondering, pondering it over. Pondering his orb. Yeah, the me- the metaphorical orb that is the crystal pool in front of him, <laughs> the druid's equivalent of an orb. Um, what he says is, um, I I would like to be able to send aid to. Marquan. They are a the the resources that they guard are important and I've I've been worried about 
the possibility of if if Marquan falls, all of us who try to remain free of Lithios's imperialistic ambitions may be in trouble, even more trouble than we're currently in. Um, the The trouble is that there is simply not the manpower to to to, to send a contingent to Mark One. I don't I don't have the men for it. Well, maybe you do now. You're looking at a three-man army right here. So I've heard. We're available for hire, your majesty. If you were willing to lend your aid in that way, I think that could be a a very, uh, one of the places where you could be the most helpful. Allow me to confer with my advisors. Um, call back the delegation from Mark Juan and suggest this to them. Um, and if, if you could do that and help, help them hold their line and repel the, the attack that they're currently facing, Erebrer would be much, would be, would be in support of this and would be able to provide you with some of the resources to do so. If I may ask your majesty exactly what is said situation as we stand. <sighs> they are, uh, they have been under siege for quite some time, but uh, Marquan is built like a fortress. Um, their rock walls are very difficult to get through, and so they have been able to hold out thus far. But the delegation was just telling me that there is a fear that even, even the strongest rock walls cannot hold out forever, and it seemed as though a breach of those walls was coming within the next few days. And Arabrer itself? Arabrer itself is holding. We're holding for the time being. Um, but Lithios' resources seem to be nearly endless. Um, so the situation is not yet, not yet dire. We are still strong and we are still holding. But any help that can be given is greatly appreciated. And your information... Your spies, I don't suppose you've been able to uncover the locations of any of their leaders or whoever is leading the charge here, mm. even if you're not on the offensive right now. You know, the guy who ran the laboratory sort of disappeared when we blew it up, so... <laughs> he, he just says, like, we have uh, information on their movements. Um, many of their leaders are not the... Not the best at hiding information and don't really seem to care to. They are at the point where they are just doing things with brute force. Mm. So yes, in short. All right. <laughs> and that's, that's all he says. He does not elaborate. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, you see the king uh, sort of straightens up and he's like, right then. Points to one of the people who are standing around here and is like, call back the delegation from Marquan have them return here so we can we can discuss sending aid and you see like at this point um nell speaks up and is like and your majesty we um i have more detailed information that we can give to your uh your spy master your whoever needs to know it um and the king is like yes you 
points points to like a very like a very shadowy looking figure <laughs> who is like standing off to the side. The person that you'd look at and be like, ah, oh, yes, the spy master, um, the the obvious spy master. Ah, this guy has two crows on his shoulders. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love your aesthetic too. Yeah, they're a massive raven perched in the branch right above him. Um, uh oh, we might have a love triangle on our hands. <laughs> yeah, the raven has been looking longingly at Nurgle, but Nurgle has even spared him a glance. <laughs> oh no! Oh man! And the king says, "But for now, call back, call back the Marquand delegation. Let's discuss." Um, and I think that's where we can end our session. Um, we can pick up from the next steps for you all next time. <laughs> Welcome to Erebrer. Yay. Hope you survived the experience. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed that, which we most certainly hope you did, you can find us other places on the internet. We are at Ship of Fools Cast on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram. You can also find us over at patreon.com slash shipoffools if you'd like to support our show and tell us monetarily just how much you appreciate the fun little story that we're telling and the little jokes that we're making over here. Again, that's patreon.com slash shipoffools. And as always, we have some people we need to thank. Thank you to Lucas Mangold for our beautiful theme music. You can email him at lucascarlmusic at gmail.com for all your music needs. And thank you to Theo Golden for our logo art. You can find and even follow him at at tgoldenart on Instagram. And we will be back with episode... 66 of this podcast on March 21st. Until then, we will see you on the open seas. Bye! One second. Oh. <clears throat> Sorry, my grandma called me, which went to my Bluetooth headphones and then made <laughs> uh, made everything wrong. Um, <clears throat> but I've hung up on her. Um, <laughs> actually, I should probably text her real quick. Just to- Take that, old lady. <laughs>